Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. First and last words Kobe Bryant ever said to me with the same word. Same word. I didn't is th- there, can you repeat it on air? I can. I can actually repeat it on air. You sure? I can. I, I repeat you it sure on air. sure he didn't mutter something under I his breath? Well, he, well, he might have. He, he really might or have. Or after he, he hung up have. a phone or whatever uh, else. <laughs> that son of a such and so forth. First and last words he ever said to me, bro. Oh, good. Last word. First, no, first word he said to me. Now, the the first part of it is much better than the second part, uh, and much more entertaining, rather. Uh, the second time he said, "Bro," last time I, I talked to him was when 
I did an interview with him here just after LeBron signed with the Lakers right. last year. I was filling in for Dan Patrick, Doug Gottlieb, and I. Uh, and Kobe sure, because you left the me behind runs. and I've cursed you ever since. Yes, I, well, I, I kind of had to. Yeah. No, it, it kind of sucked. You said, bro. And Dude, I was I was up at three thirty waiting to come in, and you just said you're not you're not needed today. <laughs> and uh, well, Doug actually booked Kobe because Doug knew him. So Doug books Kobe, and he's coming on to talk about for the first time publicly about LeBron joining the Lakers, how he felt, and he did like three interviews overall total. He did he did our interview, and he did, he did two others. One I think was with CBS. One was somewhere else. One one TV. I think no, I think we're the only radio he did, and then he did two TV interviews. Right, only one. Okay. Now the bro, when he said we said goodbye at the end, I said, "Hey, Kobe, thanks for coming on." He says, "Hey, thanks, bro." And then Doug said, "Cut, thanks." And 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 he said, "Oh, thanks, Doug," because Doug and Kobe knew each other. Mm-hmm. So, bro, I didn't think about that until today because the first thing Kobe Bryant ever said to me was, "Bro," except he said it, "Bro," because oh, I think I remember this. Story. Uh, it yeah. was 1999, and I had just started a job as producer for KBC Sports here in Los Angeles. And I just started, and my my second day was the day the Lakers waved Dennis Rodman. Right, they waved Rodman because he was such a distraction. You know, Phil Jackson uh, or Kurt Rambis couldn't deal with him, and so they fought, they they waved Dennis Rodman. He, you know, when the Lakers got him, it was oh my goodness, here they come! It's Shaq, it's it's Rodman, it's it's Kobe. Look at this, this is going to be great. And but Rodman didn't work out, and so they cut him. He got into a uh, got into a disagreement with Kurt Rambis, and they cut him, and. So the first, my second day was okay. Lakers cut Rodman. You're going to be at the practice because they're going to all talk afterwards. I'm like, all right, great. So I'm there, and it's a huge scrum. Of course, every news outlet in Los Angeles is there to talk to the Lakers after you know the Rodman thing. Sure, sure. And so you, they they open the they they open the doors to the gym, and everybody comes flying in, and there were. Two places you could go right in the beginning. There was Kurt Rambis sitting down in a chair, or there was Shaq shooting baskets under the rim when you walked in. And for the first time, everybody just blew by Shaq and went and, and, and crowded around Kurt Rambis because, you know, Rambis, they, they cut him. It was the big thing went, went on with him and Rodman. So everybody talked to Kurt Rambis. Shaq was like, oh, all right, I'm leaving. So Shaq left. And after Rambis, Kobe came out. So Kobe comes out to sit down and he sits down. You know, this is Kobe. He's young and he's, you know, this is when he's still, you know, hey, this is the year before they won the championship when it was going to be Shaq and Kobe. And so everybody is crowded around Kobe. And my cameraman tells me, Jason, you got to get the mic because they want the picture of the mic in the in the. Well, you got to have video. that mic flag. You got to see the big yeah. KBC mic flag. Right. So I'm on the side of Kobe where everybody else is there. And I'm sticking the mic in and I'm sticking the mic under uh, and it's under his chin. And I'm looking at my cameraman, Artie, and, and he goes, he goes, higher, higher. I'm like, okay. Higher and I bo- and I hit him in the chin and I go oh boy okay that's you that's assaulted that. Kobe so then I go I mean, is it okay he, he could have and then sued he goes you. and then he goes mo- mo- and then I go okay he goes no move it move it over move it over I move it over I hit him in the chin again wow right so then I'm like oh okay I got him you know what? I go and then he goes go under go under I go all right so I go and I go under and I hit him a third time and he just goes bro. <laughs> and I was like, "Sorry," and you could see him in the in the um, that night. Like everybody ran the audio of Kobe Bryant, and his head is up way higher than it normally would be because he knows yeah, that I got the microphone jabbed right again. under his chin. <laughs> 
So first, first again, said bro, and then he said bro, and I was like, I, I, I can't play him with the mic. Like, did you bring times. that up when you talked to him with Doug? No, I don't know. The, I, oh, no. That would have been. He's funny. got a great memory. I don't that would have been funny that, as though. hell. He might have remembered that. Oh, just hit him, bro, bro. I mean, we've seen him go painstakingly. I mean, Oof. interview clips uh, of going through sequencing and and stuff for so many years uh, that I think he would have remembered you jabbing him in the chin. Probably the, the only time some dude, man, some short dude, because I bet that I had curly hair. Some short dude with curly hair hit me with the mic in the chin three times. Bang, bang, bang. Well, that's good. You've got the disguise of no hair now. That's that, right, exactly. No, I, I don't remember. You. I, I never heard of him. You were younger, right? Yeah. So were you? You know, I would have been like that. One of those kind of because he had a lot of hair back then too. Yes, he did before he went to the so, so he and I really followed the you know the same follicle path for well a while. like everybody else trying the mamba mentality yeah. you also went that way in the way of your follicles the Jason Smith show with my best friend Mike Harmon live from the Geico studios welcome inside on a Monday that none of us really expected to have uh here at Fox no. as we remember uh the life of Kobe Bryant uh killed in a plane crash a day ago with eight others a helicopter crash sorry with uh, eight others a day ago here in Calabasas and it's still something that I'm I'm still in shock from almost like I still feel like it, it can't be real it was you know everybody you know had the whole thing do you remember where you were and I was in Jersey Mike's we had a soccer tournament yesterday, and my daughter were between games, and I took Zoe and I were going to get a sandwich, and we're in line at Jersey Mike's, and you text me. Yeah. And I see the text, and you just say, Kobe's dead, helicopter crash. And I just go, what? What? And, and Zoe's going, Dad, what's the matter? I go, hang on, hang on. And I'm on my phone, and I'm looking, and I see TMZ, and I see the story. And it was one of those moments where you tell everybody is getting it at the same time. Right. Like other sure. people all in line were seeing and getting alert on their phone or seeing it. And 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 it was like I could see the entire city or the, the entire world is just rippling with finding out the information. I, I couldn't even talk. I was ordering a sandwich, and I kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to have a, I'm sorry. And the guy says, it's all right, it's all right. I said, yeah, just the Kobe stuff, I, I, I can't believe it. And he goes, well, I said, I'm sorry, let me just finish ordering. And we sat down, and Zoe said, Dad, are you okay? And I said, Zoe, I, I, and I told her, I said, okay. I said, um, I said, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. And she said, Kobe Bryant died? And I said, yeah. And she, and she said, what? And I said, I don't know anything. I said, I just know the right. details now. Mike Harmon just texted me and told me. And we talked about, about it for a few minutes. And then, uh, you know, everybody else is, is looking. You can see, and they're talking. You hear, you catch words. You're Calabasas. You're a helicopter. You hear, you know, family. And you hear all these different things. And it was just, it was just an out of control, surreal moment uh, that I, I knew was going on all across Los Angeles. Like I said, the sports world, but specifically here in LA, because of the absolute bleeping icon that he was here. Oh, yeah. I mean, and we'll get into all of those angles uh, and, and the storylines and the memories as the show goes on. We'll be joined by a number of uh, friends of the show who knew Kobe uh, very well. I had finished my show here with Will Blackman, as I want to do. Show ends. Steve Hartman, who's worked here in, in the market for 30-plus years. You mm-hmm. hear him on Fox Sports Radio on the weekend. He and Rich Ornberger, seven years in the in the NFL, played with the, the Chargers and with the Patriots. They take over. You know, we do the exchange and chat a little bit. And then I talk to the producers playing grab ass, you know, as you do when you're hanging out. You're a big uh, grab asser. Well, you're a pretty big grab But I mean, I didn't know where I had to be immediately, yeah. right? I had some plans for 
for a little later in the day, but it was, all right, guys, everybody good? You know, how's the weekend going? Like, I don't, I don't get to see the, the guys. So on the crossover, you say, hey, try to, you know, it's it's all about team. I mean, that's one of the things you and I try to try to fulfill here and inspire. We're not just creeping into our seats and then slinking back out under cover of night. It's a communal effort. And then I went and saw Gascon. Fine, cool. You know, and lament, the lamentation was there's the Pro Bowl. You've got, you know, golf and tennis that, for our purposes, you, you might not get into too much, right? And then you've got what seemed to be a mundane day of regular NBA games. So as I walk back, talk to the folks in the back a little bit, and I'm literally walking out the door, and I uttered probably a string of profanities together that I don't know that I would have ever been able to recreate and started trying to see if there's confirmation. The TMZ mm-hmm. report and tweets... And then I hear Steve, Gavin, and Rich starting to discuss it. And I went and sat in my car, and I didn't move for 20 minutes. No. I texted you. I texted Justin. I reached out to our buddy Bill Plaschke, like, you know, friends and people here in L.A. just to say, hey, here's the report. I hope you guys are okay. And that was it. And then I started driving home, and I think I pulled over three times because the story started to change. There's some really bad news reporters out there that should all be fired, and that's a whole other part of this. But as reports started coming down, it just started raining. You know, not literally. I mean, we didn't have rain here in Southern California, but just for me, I mean, just raining down tears, and I didn't know the man, but I know what he meant to everybody in this city. And you saw that play out on a global level, but certainly here in the city, Uh, There's a lot of pain to people walking around the streets today. Uh, When I left yesterday and started driving back to the field, already I could see people were hanging, you know, 24 and eight jerseys in in the windows of apartments and houses and and people wearing, you know, wearing Kobe gear out running and jogging. and, And this is, you know, an hour after it happened. And it was so overwhelming, you know, and we get to the game and everybody is, we were talking about Kobe and, you know, this is a, this is a big all-star weekend. Our girls are playing. Everybody, it's, it, we're talking about Kobe. And I, I just got to this point after I spent a little bit of time on social media after it happened and then a little bit of time last night. It was sometimes, look, doing what we do for a living is, is um, it can get a little overwhelming at times because of when you have to deal with a story that is so incredibly tragic that you just want to unplug from it instead of going everywhere you can and learning as much as you can about the information. Once I learned, once I knew it was confirmed that Kobe was killed, his daughter was killed, there were seven other people on, on board, and it's all these different things are coming in and rumors and, and who it is and who it was and what it caused it and when, what kind of plane it was and all of this. And it was so overwhelming. I had that, that feeling. I just want to unplug and turn my phone off and not watch news and not get on the computer and just watch movies for like a month. Like, cause it no, was, it was, that. it was, yeah. it's cause I knew everything that was coming. It was, it was the, the overwhelming grief that everybody was going to have. And it was going to be people breaking down on television and breaking down on the radio. And it was cause it's so incredibly tragic and it's so incredibly shocking. There was one of the, I just, I just don't want to be around anything. I just want to just go away and come back like in a month. You know, it was it, it it was it was just the the weight and the gravity of it right away. I knew what it was going to be, and 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 you can see throughout the day today, and and look, 
now you know ESPN is, is playing Kobe's farewell game when he had 60 uh, against the Jazz from a couple of years ago. And and look, we're going to keep getting reports about the, from the NTSB about the about the helicopter and and everything else that's going to come. And there's going to be Kobe's funeral and all of these things coming. And it's just so so shocking and so overwhelming that it's it's like all right. At, at some point, I just want to say, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta get away because there's, there's no good that's going to. It's just, it's, it's so sad. It's just so sad for for everything and everybody involved. Yeah, as a, as I drove home, that long, long road became a lot longer. Right, we we joke about our drive to work, uh, and that that one couldn't end fast enough but the listening to rich and and steve and and trying to get the information out uh and then when it was confirmed gianna well you know my daughters are my world and zoe is yours um the rest of those on the on the helicopter john altabelli a coach his wife carrie daughter Alyssa, christina mauser uh sarah chester and her daughter peyton and era zabayan the pilot always make sure we mention their names as well uh, lives irreparably changed. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And joining us now on the hotline, there is no one better, no one who covered him more than our next guest, one of our absolute favorites in the world, Victor Brick Jacobs, who's been a Los Angeles fixture, AM570, Television. I mean, there were the naked pictures on the internet of Victor Brick, but that was a long time ago. Hey, he was yeah, ripped. I think they've been they've been uh, taken off the internet entirely. I think they're not on there anymore. Oh, okay. But oh, uh, Victor- oh no, those have been blown up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> My guy, they're good. How you doing, Vic? I was thinking about you all day today. Oh man, I'm as devastated as the rest of the planet. Um. My kishkas have been ripped out, as all kishkas have been ripped out. Uh, this is you know, one of the most horrific uh, days, Sunday morning, in the history of Los Angeles and, and the planet, because you know we lost you know, not just one of the greatest ballers of all time, and for my dinero, the greatest baller of all time in terms of desire, passione, corazón, and the, uh, the iron will, I mean, some people can take Jordan, some people can take uh, Brian. I'm sticking with Kobe. I always have. I'm very close to Kobe. I met him. He was 17 years old, fresh from Philadelphia from the date with Brandy. Remember the prom date with Brandy? <laughs> Comes into Los Angeles, 17 years old. And he's in a hotel room in Long Beach. And this is 1996, so what's that, 23 years ago? said 23 years ago. 23. Good job. Yeah. Good math, Vic. That's pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. Considering I failed every 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 math class in my career. That's how everybody ended up in radio, Vic. No, wait a minute. Someone Vic. else does the math. Wait, were, were you giving right scores then all your whole career, or were you just you just throwing numbers out there? I could just do box scores. That was okay. it. <laughs> okay. And ERA. That was it. ERA and box scores. But you, you, you know, throw an algorithm at me, and, I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm jumping out the window. <laughs> Oh my! Twenty long time, Vic. Twenty three. Long time, twenty three years. He he was an an instant hit, but you know I called him on the phone back in the day. There was no there was no social media in '96. Really, I, maybe it was just scratching the surface. I just called him. You know, I used my sources. I think you know some some guy at the Lakers just you know, gave me his, his hotel because <laughs> no big deal. I mean, his Kobe Bryant, the young rookie, has he's raw. Uh, you know, basically the son of Jerry West, and that got me nuts. I said, Jerry West loves this guy. We must love this guy. You know, if the logo loves him, we all must love him. And I, I had to meet him. I just, you know, I was just crazy to meet him. And he gets on the phone. I say, Cole, welcome to Los Angeles. The city embraces you. We're so excited you're here. Love to introduce myself to you. I'm Victor Brick. I said, okay, if I came over to visit you, you know, in your hotel. He says, yeah, come on over, Vic. I'm in room, yada, yada, yada. I said, oh, yeah. I'll see you in about an hour, depending on crazy traffic. And Cobe, always give yourself an extra hour when you're going anywhere. But uh, that was my advice to Cobe at a very young age. That's good. That's good advice. That was good advice. So I get there and I knock on the door. He says, oh, come on in, Vic. I said, thanks, Cobe. And I see this 17-year-old kid 
in a bucket of ice. He's icing his ankles and knees at 17 years old. And I said, oh, this isn't, this isn't an ancient one. This, this, is, this kid is beyond his years. He's already taking his care of his body at 17 years old, but, you know, just soaking it in ice. He's munching on French fries. He says, Vic, you want a fry? I says, yeah, let's, let's eat some fries. We have some fries. And he was just in the, in the ice bath. And we chatted, you know, like maybe an hour. I said, well, Colby, I'll see you at the Pyramid in Long Beach, and we, we can't wait to see a play. It, you know, the, the, the prince has arrived. I said, you were a young prince. He's a young poet. He was writing poetry at the time on the beach, you know, with his sisters. When he first came to L.A., he came with his sisters and his mother. Because, you know, he was a young kid. What's, what, what's he going to do, be in a party with, uh, you know, 32-year-old, uh, you know, uh, Lakers? No, he, 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 he never did, really. He was never a partier. He focused on the game. You know, which obviously evolved, you know, into black mamba, into mamba mentality, into one of the greatest ballers of our time and space, and the greatest Laker of all time. And that was my first contact with Colbin. Again, you know, quoting the last samurai, we will not look at Colby's last couple of days the way he died. Let's look at the way Kobe lived. And he lived an incredible life, 41 years, fresh, creative, and free. And he had so much more to give us. This, is, this was like act two. He comes, you know, after 20 years, you know, rocking that purple and gold armor, as he liked to say. One team, 20 years, we'll never see that again. Unprecedented, unparalleled. What else is new with Kobe? And the next stage, the next phase, of course, is, you know, the Oscar. Wins the Oscar, you know, with... He has many projects coming out of Kobe Inc. And I mean, how many people win Oscars? Number one, <laughs> how many you know athletes you know have the 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 incredible multi skills to be such an incredible storyteller? It's Kobe Bryant. I mean, Kobe was so unique. Again, he got such a ridiculous, ludicrous rap that he was hard to deal with. I had incredible times with Kobe in pre-game, post-game interviews. One of my most poignant memories of Kobe is, you know, before the big games, I I would put put extra stress on the Zen verse that he's he just uh, you know absorbed. He loved it so, and he was Zen. You know, Kobe was Zen. Zen was Kobe, and uh, I meet him in his I'd meet him in his car. Usually, what the Lamborghini because he loved all all Italian. Growing up in Italy as a kid before he came to Lower Marion, Philly. And he was Italiano, tutto bene. Yeah, he was either a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. You know, you know, Cole loves the Italian, loves the Gooch, loves the Gooch. <laughs> and uh, come out of the car, I'm there, of course. You know, I'm already uh, basically, you know, in his in his circle of light. I say, Cole, we got a big run tonight, big playoff run. Are you ready, man? He says, Oh, Vic, you know me. I'm, I'm always there. I said, Well, again, let's go over the the mantras. Remember, never separate yourself, and he'd say, from the ways of the warrior. I'd say, you, pay, you, you know, you pass that lesson, Kobe. He says, Vic, I've read the Five Rings by Musashi. You know me. I said, you are the Five Rings by Musashi. What are you talking about? And I said, remember, a painting of a rice cake, and he'd complete, as Lamar Odom would also complete, and Shaq would also complete. But, you know, for Kobe, it was like breathing. A painting of a rice cake, and Kobe would say does not satisfy hunger. I said, exactly, Cole. You've got to go out there and just you know, do, your, do your thing, my brother. Show no mercy, no surrender. 
just ball like your freaking afro's on fire and just, uh, you know, bring home yet another victory to Los Angeles Lakers. And I had many, many, many journeys like that at the bowels of the downtown Hoop Dojo with Cole. But, you know, usually before playoff games, just wanted to refresh his mind. But his mind didn't need refreshing because he was already in a state of no mind, of Mushin. He was already in a state of Mugan, no ego. He was already there. He was, he was already, already, already plateaued, you know, because of the, the work that he that he's put in, you know, the indefatigable work ethic separated him, of course, from all athletes. No one had a regime like him. He didn't, he he pushed himself. He didn't really have a trainer. He pushed himself and he read books. He, you know, talked to the masters. He, you know, would borrow, you know, a la Michael Jackson, borrow from the great ones and incorporate that, you know, into his massive skill set. He, you know, Loved Bill Russell. You know, Kobe was old school, new school, the school. Oscar Robertson, he would take uh, facets of the Big O's game. Uh, Dr. J, Julius Irving. He would take uh, some of the doctor's stuff. Jordan, of course, you know, people accused him of being, you know, an instant replica of of Jordan. Hey, why not? I believe he surpassed Jordan. Not in rings or, you know, finals MVPs. Surpassed him in terms of hunger, in terms of mental mental sharpness, razor sharpness. I think he passed Jordan, you know, maybe ten years into his career, because you know Michael was insanely talented. You know, Michael wanted to play baseball those two years, and then he went to Washington. To you know, he was he was put twenty years purple and gold, and that means a lot. That's very very instrumental in in, in why the love. In Los Angeles, so so strong, and always will be, because he loved being a Laker. Remember how close he was to not being a Laker when he. You remember he called the Loose Cannon show well, was about ten years ago when he was crying for help, desperation. You know this is you know after the Shaq trade, the team was languishing nowhere. He had no help. If you want to call Schmush Park a help? I wouldn't call that help, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, Schmush was a crazy island. <laughs> and Colby would always say, Vic, can you, can you get him off that island? I said, Colby, I'll try to get Schmush off the island. But Schmush <laughs> Island is tough to, get, tough to get Parker off that island. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. 
and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Joining us now on the hotline, Lakers TV host, he's covered Kobe Bryant his entire career, Geeter, Chris McGee, friend of the show, and a pretty decent volleyball player from what I hear. Yeah, Geeter, thanks for stopping by, man. How you doing? Thanks, guys. Uh, love you. You know that. Uh, bummed to talk to you under these circumstances because I absolutely love coming on. I was an average volleyball player. Let's remember that. But go ahead. All right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> your social media doesn't see that. You got pictures of you and you're spiking and you have no shirt on. I'm seeing a lot of those everywhere. <laughs> I, I think that was when we were filming Top Gun, too. Oh, very well. Whoa, Geeter's in Top Gun, too. Geeter, why don't you keep your shirt on like Goose did? Okay, oh, we're going to go with that. Yeah. yeah, worst scene of all time, but I love it. <laughs> so, look, obviously, look, you covered Kobe his entire career and, and you know, we, we've, we've, we've talked about the beginning, the middle, the end, yeah. what he did after the NBA to, to continue to push Kobe's empire, became a venture capitalist. He won an Oscar. He did he did everything. And that's to me something that not many people got the chance to see as much as that he wanted to win post retirement as much as he wanted to win during his NBA career. I once heard a great story that I'll share of Chris Saka, who's an entrepreneur. You, you know, you, you guys have seen him on Shark Tank or whatever. And Chris, he told this story about how Kobe was still playing at the end of his career, but winding down and wanted to learn about some business stuff and reached out to him. And Saka's not from here and was a hockey guy. And was like, eh, I don't know if I want to meet Kobe. And a 21-year-old assistant from L.A. going, dude, you're, we're taking this meeting. <laughs> so on his way down, so was on his way down to Orange County, he brings all these articles and books to read. And he goes, I've been down this road before. These athletes want to be business guys and all this stuff. And he, and he, so he sits down with Kobe and goes, if you really want to do this, I want you to read all of these. And then once you're done, we'll, 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 you know, we'll meet again. If you have any questions, you know, let me know. He thought he would never hear from him. He then tells the story. Fast forward three months, 
like my wife's looking at me at two in the morning going, are you, are you back in love, secretly in love with Kobe Bryant? Like he's texting you right now. Like Kobe at like three in the morning would be like, what did you mean in this article when this, this, and this, like that's Kobe Bryant. He did the same thing when he met with Shonda Rhimes and wanted to get into, you know, talking about television, writing books, uh, basketball, year 19. He's, you know, calling James Worthy and saying, will you meet at nine in the morning so we can go over some footwork stuff? And James is like, dude, you've scored 33,000 points. What am I teaching you? You know, like that, <laughs> that's, that's Kobe. That's Kobe. As you're around the team, I mean, when news, you guys are coming back from, they were, they were coming back from Philadelphia. I mean, yeah. and that's the word starts spreading. I mean, you guys sprinted into the studio and, and started yeah. to do your, your recovery. I mean, of this, how, how did that, how did you guys do it? I guess is the simple that way to tough. ask. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. That was tough. I was supposed to have the day off and, I was on my couch, and actually my oldest daughter, Millie, and my wife, Jess, were home. My little one was not, and I got the call from James Worthy, and I, I hadn't had my phone really. I wasn't looking at it, so I didn't know I had already had a few texts. And at this time, it was only the TMZ report, and James called. And it was weird that he was calling, I thought, and the phone was kind of vibrating on my leg, so I, I picked it up. I'm like, what's up, big game? And he's like, tell me this isn't true, Gear. And, and I didn't know what he was talking about. And, and it kind of took him a while to get to it because he was kind of – looking at TV and kind of thumbing through, I think, Twitter at the same time, so he wasn't just coming out with it. So it was kind of a gut-wrenching few moments where I was like, what, what? And he's like, I, I just can't be true, right? And I was like, well, what is he? Like, TMZ is reporting um, that Kobe is, is died in a helicopter crash. So I immediately get off the phone with him, and as I look down at my phone, uh, I got a message from my boss to all of us saying, this is not a drill, get in here. Kobe's passed away. And I kind of broke down for literally only a few seconds, like right there in front of my wife and my daughter. And then, then I was like, looked at her and I go, I got, you got to get me a suit. And, and, I, and I went and showered and shaved and, and I had her take me, uh, to work. So I'm 15 minute drive, you know, 10 minute drive. So I was just kind of in the passenger seat trying to kind of like, I don't know if the process is the right word guys, but you know, just like what, what is happening and going on Twitter and all these messages are coming in. And, and what was kind of crazy about going on air, you know, when Dr. Buss died, we, we, we knew it was coming. So, so mm-hmm. you knew you were getting that call and I had never been through anything like that before. This was different. Uh, I got there and I immediately was, was taken, you know, into makeup for a second and then into the news studio you know we have a news spectrum one and, and i've sat there on a desk and, and i haven't talked to anybody yet and and i basically was kind of filling air for them for 30 minutes and 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 the, the, the you know the host was was talking to me and asking me all the questions and then while she's talking and we're off camera because they just stayed on there's no commercials no no producers talking to me um my boss aj comes in and grabs me and he goes, okay, let's go, let's go. And uh, he brings me into our studio, and there's Rob and Allie. And they're like, we're, we're, we're going on in three minutes. And I'm hosting. Wow. And I haven't, I don't know what to do. You, you know, you don't practice for it. And, you know, that's where you really all come together. And it's, it's an amazing day in, in, in a way, uh, ironically, because you rely on everybody on the team. You know, the cameraman and the, and the producer in my ear, Brandon Moore, was amazing. And uh, the director uh, and everyone was phenomenal. And, and, and we're on for four hours. And, and you're just being led down the road. Uh, we got this coming up. We're going to show this. Let's throw this. And you know what was crazy, guys? Brez, um, halfway through, Brez was on the team plane. So Mike Bresnan showed up, and he's fresh off the plane, man. And he got a suit on, and 
And I said, listen, Brez, I, I'm going to come to you first. And uh, I, we're on air. And I said, you don't have to give me intimate details of names and stuff, but what, what was that moment like? And he said he woke from a nap and he saw people crying and people kind of like waking other people up. And it was, it was devastation. You know, you're talking staff members that have known Kobe their whole lives, mm. coaches, uh, players, you know, I mean, this was a devastating moment. And I don't think he ever wants to relive that again, but it was uh, pretty gut-wrenching. Lakers TV host Chris Geeter McGee, our guest here, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. You know, look, obviously knowing him and covering Kobe as long as you did, if I said, give me the one Kobe story that you would tell that said, this is this is who, I mean, outside of James Worthy yeah. going, dude, you got 33,000 points, what am I going to teach you? Yeah. Uh, you would tell him, yeah. I got 33,000 spikes in the volleyball court. Uh, <laughs> what's the Kobe story you would tell that, you know what, this is something maybe people don't know, but this is who Kobe was? Guys, you know what's shocking? I had this conversation with some people today at work. I've been asked that question today in a way. Uh, uh, you guys always ask it the best, obviously, but more about his legacy and moments. And it's not – it's funny. Uh, the championships don't pop into my mind. The 81-point game does not pop into my mind. When you ask me that question, the first two things that pop into my mind are the Achilles shooting the free throws – and the final game, dropping 60. I don't know why. Those are the things that I think just represent everything, like the triumphs, the failures, that guy who just delivers for you at all times. Like, for 20 years, you always think you're going to win because you have him. That's just unheard of, right? Like, he he's ours. And, and that's what I was trying to explain to people today. Like, like, the city of L.A., like, he came in at 17, guys. He left dropping 60 20 years later. Like, come on. We, you, you can't write that. Yeah, yeah, we, right? we just rewatched that, right? They, they showed it on ESPN yeah. tonight. Uh, and Jason and I were on air that night, Geeter, and I, I know you joined us. If, if yeah. I'm remembering, right? I, I uh, called you late. Right? You so, were so drunk. <laughs> you were, Geeter was so drunk when he called in. Hey, I mean, you were, in, you were was, like out at a bar at Manhattan Beach when you <laughs> called in finally. It's so funny you say that. It was like I was completely housed. I mean, we acted like we won a championship, remember? We were laughing about <laughs> that on air. Like, dude, this team won like 22 games. Right, right, yeah. But it was ridiculous because the way it started was yeah. was miserable and I equated it right we saw the the end of his career with that kind of night to Zion Williamson in his debut where it was miserable for three quarters and we had to kill yeah. him on air and then he has that three minutes and he's spectacular well, same thing with Kobe that night 0 for 5 to start looks slow he's off he's amped up and then we saw that what do you guys do you, like do you guys think of the Achilles or the championships of the one like what 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 pops in your mind when you like when you ask that question what what are you guys thinking I'm, yeah. I'm just curious well well the very first well the very first time i met him uh well it's so funny you know what pops in the very first time i met him and the last time i talked to him the first the, the first and last words he ever said to me were the same right the we we interviewed him last year after lebron yeah. signed and you know we, we were the only radio interview he did and doug gottlieb and i did and i said Man, thanks for awful. coming on and he said thanks bro you know he said doug thanks doug so the last word he said to me was bro first word he ever said to me was bro because my first day before i i was a sports talk radio host i produced sports at kbc here in la yeah. and my first day or my second day was when the lakers waved dennis rodman 
right? So now everybody is running to Laker practice to interview Kurt Rambis yeah. because Dennis Rodman's gone. And so, you know, we go in, everybody's there, the big, you know, everybody's got the microphones, and Kobe sits down, and I'm on the side, and I have the microphone, uh, the ABC microphone, and I have it near Kobe, and my cameraman's telling me, dude, get closer, get closer, because, you know, they want to see the logo in the shot. She's going to get yeah. closer, so I get closer. I hit him in the chin with it. I go, ooh, oh, man, I hit him in the chin. And then I'm, I'm holding, he goes, tilt it, tilt it. And so I tilt it, I hit him in the chin again. And then I'm oh like, God. all right. And then he said, he goes, just put it under his chin. Put it under his chin. So I put it under his chin. I hit him again. And finally turns me and goes, bro. And I just go, I'm sorry. So if you ever see video that of that night, so because all the questions he answered, his head is really high up because my microphone, my hand is right under his neck. Chinny, he wouldn't move it. Oh, that's a great story. That's a great story. I love having those stories, man. That's, that's pretty special. I, I posted on Instagram today five photos, and I, and I kind of went into – you know, all five tell a story, you know, this is him hugging me on that final night when he dropped 60, which I talked to you guys later. And then, uh, the next one was me walking with him in 2017. Andy Bernstein, the great NBA photographer took an unbelievable pick and I'm strolling with Kobe down the, uh, down the hallway at the facility, I had just did a 30-minute sit-down with them because of the Jersey retirement. Jersey's being retired, and uh, you guys know how valuable and how tough that is to get a 30-minute with Kobe, so it was a pretty special moment for me. We were literally talking about our daughters in volleyball as that picture was being taken, and then I showed a photo of my wife and two girls. We were down on the floor. One, It was uh, Kobe's last year, about a month before his final game. I took my uh, kids and wife to the Knicks game because uh, I had the day off, and uh, I brought her, brought him down, and, and my oldest, she's probably eight at the time, and she's got her Kobe shirt on, and we're standing under the basket, and he sees me. I think he takes a second to realize, like, wait, Keeter's not in the studio. Okay, wait, <laughs> that is, yeah. Oh, my God, that's his daughter. And he looks at me, and he looks at Millie, and he throws her the ball, and he's at the free throw line. She catches it. She throws him back a bounce pass. He catches it and shoots the free throw and makes it and gave me a look like, you know, I did that because that's your girl. And, and, and I, so when, after that final game, I think I even told you guys this that night when he was walking around hugging everybody, um, when he hugged me and he's like, we've come a long way since Beijing. Cause that's where he and I met at the Olympics. I just, I, I didn't say anything about Beijing. I just grabbed him. And I said, I've always wanted to say, thank you so much for having my daughter pass you that ball. You'll never know how much that meant to me. And he's like, I got you. You can follow him on Twitter at Geeter3. That's at Geeter3, Chris Geeter McGee. You can check him out at Spectrum Sports Nest, Lakers TV host. Geeter, as always, appreciate your time, always when you spend time with us. Why is our time so short it, always? It happens yeah, that you. way. It happens that way. Well, you got to get to Manhattan Beach. I'm sure there's some yeah. kind of place you got to be. Love you guys. Or there's an overnight volleyball tournament somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, buddy. Take it easy, Geeter. Thanks, All buddy. Right, guys. All right. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. With us now on the hotline, Bleach Report senior writer, Fox Sports 1 analyst, longtime NBA insider. It is Rick Buecher. Rick, how are you? Thanks for coming on with us tonight. You are welcome. It's been 24 hours. We've had a little bit, little bit less than that to come to grips. For me, you know, we started doing the show tonight. It, it still doesn't seem like it's real that that Kobe Bryant is gone. I mean, I'm watching the replay of his final game and just seeing the headlines everywhere. And it's just like I almost feel like I'm still in shock. Like, like someone's get like you're gonna wake up and go, okay, no, no, this didn't really happen or something else. I mean, I, I don't really know that I fully processed it right now. Yeah, and I don't think you're alone. I think everybody, certainly the people that I know in the NBA and and that knew Kobe, uh, feel the exact same way. It uh, the you know everything we knew about Kobe was that he 
You know, he might he might go down, but he didn't stay out, and and somehow he found a way to persevere and to come through. And so the idea that he is gone uh, is just something that, as you said, you know, trying to process that, trying to put my wrap my head around that, put my arms around that. I it um, it's very difficult. I've been I and. Knowing him as I did, it's 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 going from just the kind of the logistics of this just doesn't make sense. This is not how this story is supposed to go with some of the things that he and I shared over the years and some of the, the, the recent uh, conversations and text messages that we had. It goes from, man, it's, this just feels like the world is not right to... Uh, this, these these emotional jags of I, I I'm never going to see this guy again, and uh, I, he's not going to get the chance to grow up and be a father to his daughter uh, in the same way that uh, that I hope that I get to be for mine. Rick, in this past week, he was back in the spotlight, right? I mean, we'd seen him with Gianna at at games, and we'd had that part of public Kobe, but for sports talk radio and sports media, it was all the debate as LeBron got to his mark of scoring. Yeah. So we were getting back into the career debates and everybody jumping back on they, no, Kobe's my guy. He's my generation's guy. And and we were having that argument. I was having it on air Sunday morning right before this happened. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because I, I guess that'll be the litmus test for when people have moved on is when we get back to the Kobe LeBron debates. Uh, because right now I think people are just too stunned by uh, him going in the way that he did. I, I, you know, the thing for me is I, I just look at the evolution of Kobe Bryant as a player, uh, as a man, as a father. And I thought that his reaction to uh, to to LeBron passing him and and the tweet that he put out of, of congratulations and continuing to move the game forward was a reflection of just how far Kobe has mm-hmm. come because there was a time where he would offer no quarter he would acknowledge you know it would, it would be hard for him to acknowledge that anybody was surpassing him giving up that uh, competitive spirit would have just it, it was not in him and uh, he and or mentoring other players you know sharing his secrets there was, a, there was a point where I talked to him about doing a book on that very thing and he said I, I'm not telling anybody my secrets I can't I'm not giving anybody I'm not giving away an edge <laughs> and and then a year or two later you know he was he, he had come around to the fact and I think it was in part because he got to the point where he knew, like, I, I, I'm not going to be competing for championships anymore. That, that day is gone. I physically am not in a place now where I can get to the top of the mountain again. So let me pass on. Now it is time for me to pass on what I've learned and, and help the next generation of, of players. And so he did. And, you know, acknowledging LeBron – uh, whether it was at the games or when he passed him in, in scoring, that was Kobe saying, I'm good with where my legacy as a player stands. I'm not competing anymore. I've moved on to my my next 
forum of competition, whether it's being the best dad I can be or being an, author, an, an artist and an author. Uh, but that, uh, that to me was that, you know, we saw him mature over the years and as a, as a player, as a teammate, uh, as a man, and, and this was the culmination. And to, to have that culmination and the next thing he's gone, that, that is, uh, I don't know, it's the most jarring, but it is certainly part of what makes this so unbelievable. Rick, when you think back, as you said, you've known him for a long time. You talked about doing a book. What's the one story that you, if if I said, okay, listen, tell tell me tell me the Kobe Bryant story that you think sums him up, or you know, you get, paints the best picture of him, you know, from from all your interactions with him. What's the story you would tell? Well, I, the genesis of who Kobe is and why he became everything that he is. I, I would say was the interaction that we had after he shot the four air balls against Utah. Uh, the world was crushing him. And I always looked at him as simply a, a, you know, a 17, 18, at that point, 18 years old and, uh, and wanted to be great. And, but was still a teenager among men and maybe didn't know how to smoothly pursue being great knew what he wanted to be, but didn't necessarily know how to make everybody comfortable with what he wanted to be. And, uh, and as a result of, but I still saw just a guy who wanted to be great and was willing to put everything in to achieving that. And so he took the four, you know, he took the four air balls and uh, shot the four air balls and everybody came down on him. And, you know, who is this Michael Jordan imposter and, He's all, he's not this and he's not that. And I just, I felt bad for him. And I saw him a couple of days later outside the locker room and just, uh, you know, said some words of encouragement. I said, you know, there, 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 there are, there are us out here who, who believe in what you're going to be. And he kind of looked at me and he smiled. And he said, I would take all four of those shots again in a heartbeat. Like he was completely <laughs> Unbowed. He didn't need my words of encouragement. <laughs> like he's like he, he wasn't down whatsoever. Um, now I think he probably remembered that, and it was partly why we were able to develop the relationship that we did. But that to me was like the dude's 18 years old. He's just airballed four times in a playoff game. The entire world is crushing him, and he was like, "Yep." I would do it again. Now, he did all the work to make sure that he didn't shoot four air balls again. He made certain that he had a game plan and that he would be better the next time. But that indistinguishable, uh, inextinguishable belief in himself it was demonstrated there, and I just, it never wavered. And to me, the heart of what he became. And I, you could apply that both on and off the court. I mean, he, he knew what he wanted to be. I think he got married early because he loved the idea of having a family and being a father. And again, did it so young and on such a big stage that we got to watch him make all the mistakes uh, that, that a young man makes. And, uh, but he never lost sight of ultimately what he wanted to be and where he wanted to go. And, and he got there, and that's the saddest part: is that he got there, and he was, 
he was on the brink of enjoying it all, and now he won't. Fox Sports 1 NBA analyst, Bleacher Report, senior writer Rick Buecher. You can follow him on Twitter, at Rick Buecher. Rick, as always, appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you next week as we get into NBA. Thanks so much for stopping by. appreciate it. You got it, guys. Thanks, Rick. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.